0: We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcasting video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at 1.99 a month or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email John at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. <laughs>
1: It feels like I've been talking to myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say
0: to you Good morning, welcome to Anywhere FC Matters. With me, Steve Ray, That is the professionals, and I've uh, got a, a double, a, a double version of the Mitchells this morning. Good morning yeah. uh, to George. Hello, Good everybody. Morning to Neil, uh, Stu uh, working today and uh, keeping the wheels of industry turning. Uh, so uh, we've got uh, just under an hour today because I've got a, uh, I've got to shoot off, and we've all got uh, busy days ahead. But uh, let's start with uh, the, the breaking news about Bruno getting his uh, new contract. Uh, George, great news. Uh, something that seems to have Uh, Dragged on a little bit um, from from a fan's perspective because news got out that it was imminent and then people were asking, why hasn't it happened? What's going on? Is there an issue? Is that why Bruno is not playing uh, like he was last season? Blah, 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 blah. But the 25-year-old Brazilian has agreed a -a four-and-a-half-year deal um, and uh, that keeps him on Tyneside now until 2028. Extension and improved contract. Uh, Which will be good news for him and his family. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a big one. Um, it, it, it's like signing a new player, really, because uh, he's been one of the catalysts along with Kieran Trippier since the, the takeover two years ago. Um, you know, in, in making Newcastle United what they are today. Yeah, and people people also forget that when he came, there was
1: quite a few people said Bruno. Who, <laughs> and he, he he's been magic, absolutely magic. Uh, It shouldn't surprise people in in the modern world that contract negotiations now are complex. It isn't just about the player anymore. You've got to keep the agent happy. You've got to keep the family happy. And the club's got to work very hard to to get the thing over the line. So it's no surprise that it took a little bit longer. Um, I am surprised that people thought that somebody like Bruno would be affected by all of that. What he did was, like all players, went through a period where he was carrying this terrible uh, ankle injury, he'd carried for nearly half a season. Uh, there was all of that going on. He was recovering from that, so I I I don't give much credence to the fact that he wasn't playing well because his contract negotiations were going on. That's why he pays professionals to look after him. <laughs> they they do all the negotiating, not not Bruno himself. So. Good news! It's fantastic news because it sets the standard, doesn't it? Those that are following him will will have now got a standard to aim for and, the, and to negotiate for. And good luck to them. You know, it, 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 he, he's good, but there's a, there's a lot around him who who I want to see in black and white shirts for a long time as well. And there's one or two in black and white shirts that have been in black and white shirts for a while, have earned themselves a reward as well. Uh, in in terms of uh, going forward for new contracts, so it, it's fantastic news, Steve. It sets the standard for everybody else, and I couldn't be happier that uh, uh, that Bruno's, uh, you know, Bruno's a Jody's a real thing. now There's no doubt about that, and couldn't be happier, Steve. Couldn't be happier.
0: Great news, uh, Mitch. Um, another positive uh, news story coming out of St James's Park. We've had a lot of them in the last two years,
2: and a wonderful way to announce it. The discussion with his dad. Um, that whole integration of, of that he's delighted from a family perspective, um, shows what kind of character he is, you know, um, I think he does wear his heart on his sleeve Sometimes His little snapback on Twitter a few weeks ago, um, suggests that he does sometimes carry stuff like this. And also his celebration after the goal of Sheffield United, it was almost Wolf of Wall Street. Like, you know, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm not going anywhere. Um, but equally, while his team's in the middle of a contract negotiation, he cannot probably subject the NDAs, not say too much. And so, um, for, for the fear of uh, messing it up, people are getting upset about release clauses. Release clauses protect the club and the player. And, and are commonplace these days. Um, and you have to look at from an FFP perspective. We don't know what the conditions of the, that release clause is. Is it a hundred million plus up front? There's not many teams can do that. And if it was a hundred million up front, that turns at least three, if not four, Bruno's if you spread that across FFP payments. So the club then gets protected. And we'll probably talk a little bit about how you can be clever in that when we're talking about West Ham, looking how they've replaced rice. I think they've replaced Rice very cleverly. And use the money they got from an FFP perspective very, very wisely. We also don't know what the terms and conditions of that release clause are. Does it have to be a Champions League club? Can it not be a club from England? Can it be. You know, there could be so many things in there that I would urge anybody getting the knickers in a twist about it. Just forget about it. He's here, he's ours, he wants to be here, and he'll be here as long as he wants to be. So, (laughs) win win as far as I'm concerned. And there'll also be a time-lapse on that release clause. There'll be only a certain period when that'll be active. And once that fades away, it's gone. So, hey, don't worry about it. He's He wants to be, uh, everybody's happy. And we're now reaping the rewards on the pitch again.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday uh, wouldn't have uh, escaped anyone's attention. It was the two-year anniversary of the takeover. Uh, two years, George. Where's that gone? But um, from from our perspective, um, just a you know a, a time of reflection, but also a you know a, a time to to see how far we've come, and we, we've come a long way, George.
1: Well, certainly have. Um, it's. Uh... I mean, I'm sitting here with Neil on here and and, and yourself and and, and, uh, and Steve Hastie's, uh, you know, been be close to Stobbo at the match. And I've lived through five years, six years of, of negotiations with all sorts of people. People have arranged to meet the Lord Lieutenant and all sorts of things just to get them into Newcastle to come and, come and have a look and talk about the takeover. When it did happen, when it has happened, it happened very quickly and we, we can't, we can't, talk about this without mentioning Keith Patterson. Keith opened the door in my view we joke about the letter but the letter was important. opened the door and once they got into it they they made sure that they were going to get it and our driver the the, 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 the lady that's the boss if you like to call Amanda Stavely has made it plain from I know she gets labelled with having trying to do Liverpool and all this sort of thing. She has been very loyal supporter of Newcastle United, and those that come with her are as well. Uh, and so we've got a team, an ownership team that took over very quickly, very quietly, um, and uh, have done things amazingly, amazingly. Um, I mean, I I remember. Uh, there's also some weird things as well. Remember the day it was announced, and people were going up to St. James's Park with their tea towels on their heads to pretend to be Arabs. And the, the note alls here were saying, Don't take them off, you're insulting them. And back home in Saudi Arabia, people said, Yes, do it, we'll love it. You know, who's right? You know, it, it that sort of complication. Um, and I think uh, as you know, I've said to you both. I, I from the minute it started, I've embraced the, the takeover, all this um stuff about uh the geopolitical stuff like that. I don't ignore it, I embrace it because I want to help to change it. And guess what? They're going to take the away the drink ban if they get the world cup. Now, isn't that a start? I, I think Newcastle's gonna claim a part of that actually. Um, so no, it's fantastic two years, and and for somebody like me, that has been around such a long time, to have the uh, feeling of joy and and uh, uh, happiness about me team, about me team. That that's what matters, and uh, it just gets better after the after Wednesday night, you know. Um, it's it's absolutely amazing. Congratulate them for what they've done. Everybody's saying we're we're 2 three years ahead of where they, they thought we would be. Well, um, I think. That that's an an impression, but what you where you are is where you are, you know. If if you've done the work, you you have done the hard yards. You get the rewards, and that's what they're getting. They're getting rewards for for doing the hard yards and and trusting in, in uh, Eddie Howe and his methods and and all of that sort of thing. So no, it has flown, but it's flown for a good reason. that's because we've all been so. Happy and uh, pleased that what's happening to our team after 14 years of dross. I mean, really has been awful. Apart from, you know, the smiles that Rafa gave were, but in the last 14 years, we deserve something to smile about. And the last two years have been the smiles coming back for me, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, can't thank them enough, and 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 all the people that have uh, supported them. And 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 the playing staff, the way they've, they've fastened onto the new ideas that Howe brought in, they've obviously had to respond because it, it evidences on the on the pitch. You know, people like uh, uh, Murphy and uh, Shaw and, and and others who and long staff who couldn't even get a kick for Kate, Steve Bruce, they're now being talked about as global stars. Who would have thought that that was the same Fabian Shaw on Wednesday night that we've been hammered, getting hammered when he was playing with Steve Bruce? No, two years of absolute bliss, Steve, as far as Newcastle United is concerned. It would have been nice if we'd won the Carabao Cup. The important thing is we got to a final. We actually demonstrated we can get to a final. And that's a good start. So, fantastic, Steve. I couldn't. It, it, it's gone quickly, but it's gone quickly for the right reasons.
0: Uh, CC uh, put a message in at the start of the show saying, uh, not only are Newcastle fans experts in structural engineering and specialists in stadium expansion, we're also financial advisor experts in the finer details of football contracts. Now, uh, when will we relax and let the people being paid well to do their jobs and take care of it? They've done a pretty good job so far after two years. And I think we'd all agree, Mitch, wouldn't we? Good point. Yeah, Yeah.
2: absolutely. And a a conversation you and I had through the week... um, it certainly had me looking very reflective, not just at the last two years, but probably at the last 15. Yeah. And, and that journey that, that you, I and Steve have been on, um, effectively trying to get Mr. Ashley out the club was the, the catalyst <laughs> for that. Um, and, and so, Here we are two years after, and it still sometimes is hard to take in. But I'm obviously going down to Brooklyn this afternoon to watch with the Dubai Mags, and it sounds like we're going to have another full house again this afternoon. We had nearly a hundred out at midnight through the week. Um, That's unheard of uh, on a school night uh, for Dubai Mags. 30 or 40 is usually seen as a good turnout or a midweek game. We're at 100 plus by the time the game kicked off and it was mental. Uh, there was definitely a few sore heads and definitely a few sickies taken. I'm quite sure of that the next day. Um, but here's where we are. Um, not just making waves in the, in the UK for the right reasons, but making waves on a global football stage. And that's hugely significant. And the only really possible... With the kind of profile that we've created on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, the display from war flags and in association with Seller and the drones through the week had tongues wagging in this region. Um, and it's just a fraction of what's possible. Um, you know, I remember people getting upset because Seller's website was a bit shit and wasn't, there was only one page on it in English, I think. Um, don't worry about it. That's still a very um it it, understanding how business works here in the middle east is it's so very very different i can show you multi-million dollar companies who've got crap websites out here and they're still multi million dollar companies and still know how to do things properly um i think (laughs) comment there about what would happen without ffp constraints i think would be flattening people left right and center i think if the shackles were ever to come off and it's partly why people ask why I keep abreast of all the football finance stuff. Well, partly because in the last 14, 15 years I've been dragged down that rabbit hole and then some. Um, but partly because these things will ultimately um, impact over here, uh, an impact on, on Newcastle United. Because if if Chelsea, for example, are deliberately failing FFP to blow a hole in FFP, the shackles will eventually come off. If Everton seem to get away with murder in terms of the financials, then again there'll be a decision to make at some stage. You say, well, if that's just a financial penalty, let's just do it. Um, and we still have the, the various Man City cases looming, which keep getting kicked down the road. But that'll come have to come to pass eventually. Uh, and I think it's only personally think it's only a matter of time before FFP rules effectively are blown apart in the in, in the English game anyway. Um, What happens in Europe, you just never know because Europe is so complex. Um, I nearly used the word corrupt there. It's probably not a word I should use openly, but there you go, it's just slipped out. Um, Europe is a different kettle of fish, for sure. Um, But I think we always uh, um, have to keep one eye on what's going on in the wider footballing world. It's why I'm still interested in... Um, Klopp's idea that this his game against Tottenham should be replayed which would just that would dismantle football it's very very core if that was to be allowed to happen and it won't be allowed to happen I don't think even they can can wangle that as the way they have but what they have done is managed to get rid of a absolutely awful referee from officiating for them for the rest of the season so there's a little tick in the box for them there isn't there you know yep. um, and I think that this is the complex political football world we're in, and that's why our owners don't fear it, because we've seen from day one the geopolitical things being thrown around. Um, that still happens when it suits and when it's convenient. There still seems to be this trust that money coming from trust funds in America is good money and anything else that comes from the Middle East is bad money, et etc. et cetera. Um, These narratives will slowly change over time when people wake up and see what's actually going on behind the scenes. However, by then, will our game have been dismantled beyond repair? Hopefully not. But, you know, and all of this comes out of, over the last two years, we have had to become everything from financial experts to playing spotters to um to to contract writers to to geopolitical insiders to y- you name it we've almost had to have a subtle nuance on everything that we do just in case we tread on a landmine and and set something off almost to the point where people seem to want to throttle the joy out of supporting newcastle united and i'll tell you what on wednesday night what i saw here in dubai was pure unadulterated hedonistic joy and let's have more of it.
0: Okay, good stuff. Uh, lots to talk about and uh, a few uh, topic suggestions from you guys in the chat, which is great. Um, the uh, The interesting one, I think, from Barriers, love the court offside comments this morning saying Bern and Shaw are in the twilight of their career. Do you think with the amazing performance of Lascelles recently, George, we would look at a striker instead in January? I think this is an interesting point because, of course... Stu and Mitch uh, have championed Lascelles um, for, mm-hmm. for many for many a show since the start of the season. Um, he has been like uh, probably Dan is now, um, you know, looked on as a scapegoat in the past. He hasn't played that many games, of course, under Eddie Howe, but he's been biding his time, still being the captain of the club and um, notable that whenever he's played in the team, Trippier has handed the captain's armband back to him, um, which says a lot about Trippier. and He's come in in some really big games: Manchester City at home in the Carabao Cup, PSG at home in the Champions League, and put in masterful performances. I mean, we're seeing a re- we're seeing a renaissance of uh, of his career here. Like it's a rebirth of Jamal Lascelles. And he was never a bad player, but he looks even better than he was before. So, interesting question from Barry. Do you think do you think has, has eased the pressure on Newcastle potentially having to bring in a centre half in the January window?
1: Well, yes, especially as. Uh... It wasn't just him against Paris Saint-Germain and, and against Burnley. Um, when I looked at that team sheet and I saw Lascelles and Dumit as centre-backs, I thought, well, well, Dumit hasn't played centre-back for ages. And yet, even he was outstanding in many ways. So, yeah, um, for me, Lascelles deserves everything he gets. He Because he's been club captain, sitting and waiting, sitting quietly, watching it all happen around him and not a squeak outside to the press or anybody else about being unhappy, about wanting a deal elsewhere. Um, And when offers have been made, he's kept quiet about all of that. Now, he's been um, an exemplar professional in my view. He's he's done his job and gone on with it, helped his mates, helped the lads that he's he's captain of. And uh, Trippier does make a point of giving them the armband, and that says a lot about Trippier as well. You're absolutely right. No, I, I it it is like a renaissance, but he's if if he was alone, it would be it would be it would be incredible enough. But he's not, you know. Th- there's all the others that have come out of the shells because of the way we're doing things now, like Murphy, like Shaw, like Longstaff. Um, you know, it it isn't it isn't just the cells. So there's something happening there which is good, and if uh, Eddie House is. Jamal is as his club captain and still producing something good that helps helps the team, helps the dressing room. Then uh, he he deserves uh, he he deserves the rewards. Uh, I think it does take pressure off deciding where we're buying what we will buy. I think it's always the recruiting team will buy what they think's right. Uh, obviously, you know you know we, we have an opinion about that, but at the end it's it's up to them. But it would be nice to have another young striker sitting on the sidelines ready to come in because of the periodic times that Callum Wilson uh uh his, his muscles and, and and so on, his his sinews are starting to to show their age, and he already had problems with them. It would be nice to have another choice. Uh, frankly, I think we've we've unearthed another choice accidentally in, in in Anthony Gordon, I think, but that's that's another issue. Um so yes, I, I think it does take the pressure off in my view, from having to do something. You know, they, when you're desperate to do something, that's when you make mistakes. Well, we don't need to be desperate. We've seen what we're capable of and what's around. And a couple of these new lads that uh, that have come in look look absolutely fantastic for the future. And, and we'll be knocking on the door of the first team quicker than some people think. Um, so, yeah, it, it, the short answer to Barry's question is, I, I think it does take the pressure off. And because and, it, it's when you're desperate when you want to get somebody through the door because we've seen it over the years and we've bought some cart horses uh, mm. on on on, uh, on on the fact that we're desperate to have something. Yeah, well, you, you you lads can name them <laughs> better than I can, but you've still you, we've seen it. You know we want a striker, so we will buy this one. We want to we want a defender, so we will buy that one. In six months they're gone. Well, this this is this is lift that off. You know the the, the the recruitment team can choose, which is the big thing for them. They've time to choose rather than rather than buy things uh, on the nod. No, I, I think it does. It does at the Barry. Yes, it does take the pressure off Barry, and I think you're right. It gives them time to think what they'll do want and who they want. More importantly,
0: John asks a question there, Mitch. Uh, can Lascelles be added to the list, which includes and Miggy, Yonny O? Long uh, The improvement looks significant, and is testament to his professionalism.
2: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, John. I think that's a, that's a very pertinent point.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. in was something actually I was going to mention. Um, let's give credit to both Lascelles and Shea who effectively were our first-choice centre-back pairing on our last trip to the Championship.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And here they are, central to putting PSG to the sword. They can't do that without developing his people and his players. And... And if you want a good example of, um, go and hunt out. There's a squad picture of Hoffenheim where Cher and Joe Linton are stood together. And if you hunt out the picture of Lascelles when he first came to the club, and look at them now, I would suggest to you they're in the best physical shape of their lives. And they've developed that and done that here. And yes, from a centre-back perspective, we do need to be looking at succession planning we probably do need a younger right-sided centre-back looking down the line. However, we've got young Alex Murphy who was involved in pre-season, the same way Miley was involved in pre-season. And if I if I remember right, Miley's maybe only two or three years younger than Botman. There you go. Is that the same guys we've got now? I would suggest they're both fitter, stronger, and it developed as footballers and
1: people. <laughs> Good find, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have um, made Sam fabulous this morning. <laughs> well,
2: and um, and so, you know, it's, it's a testimony to the fact that we've got <coughs> young kids around the squad now who we could hope develop, but also we've got the ability to bring somebody in and maybe he's looking at that centre-back option can be slotted into the summer if the feel we need more cover up front yes um these things are always fluid depending on on how things go um you know imagine imagine may coming to midfield against man city and he did you know he did for his age and his debut he did really well but what if he'd absolutely turfed man city he'd scored one and made two would be clamouring for him to be involved in the first-team squad every week. And you only need somebody like that to come through, and it changes the whole sort of architecture of the squad. And so along the way, we'll have to make decisions about when we pull the trigger on certain players or not. Um, And if they feel comfortable with the cover that we have for the Premier League, um, then uh, maybe the January focus could be different.
0: Okay, injuries may force our hand in the January transfer window. You're right, David. And John uh, there replying just says exactly what I was thinking, Mitch. Lascelles looks fit as a butcher's dog. That photo you've just put up says it all. Eddie and his team should take a bow. And obviously, uh, Fabian Cher still has his admirers in the chat as well. (laughs) Uh, Okay, a slightly shorter show this morning, but uh, we have to chuck the ads in. So here you go. And make sure you watch them because uh, they're very important. A big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 253. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay as you go waste collection. A big thanks to Mr. Vicky's sources, handmade in Cumbria. You can order yours today by emailing info at mrvicky's.co.uk or telephoning 01768 210102 or go to the website, mrvickies.co.uk. A big thanks as well to United Group Travel. They are a UK coach holiday firm based in Morbeth. Uh, For just £30 deposit, you can book a trip uh, across the UK. Uh, There are no strangers on their buses, just friends you haven't met yet. They are taking bookings now for 2024 tours, and you can call them on 01670 632 460 or mobile 0791. Treble six four one seven four or oh seven nine five seven one four one six five four. Big thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things, and a big thanks as well to New Workwear. Uh, you can find them at newworkwear.com. Please subscribe to the channel. All you need to do is hit the subscribe button, it's free. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast providers. If you want to help the channel financially, why not take out a one-off £25 membership? What do you get for your money? You get a scarf, you get a pen, you get a membership card, and a cup, and you get entry into the monthly draw. How do you do it? Go to nufcmatters.com. If you've got a smartphone, put your smartphone over this QR code, and it will take you straight there. We also support the food bank on this channel. How do we do it? We do it virtually. NUFCfansfoodbank.co.uk is the website. If you want to make a virtual donation today, go to that website and you can top up what they collect at the food bank outside the ground. We always advertise events on this channel as well. If you've got an event to advertise which has got a Newcastle United theme, please let us know. An Evening with Frank Clark and John Gibson takes place at the Irish Centre. Tickets are £15. NUFCmatters.com for your tickets. The Tank Theatre and Opera House are holding an event with Keegan Beardsley and Waddle, the Class of 84, 25th of January 2024, and you can book now 0844 249 1000. That's 0844 249 1000. If you go to nufcmatters.com as well, we've got a couple of raffles ongoing. The Alan Shearer signed ball raffle, a pound a ticket, and the Kieran Trippier picture, a pound a ticket for that as well. And once the tickets are sold, the draw will be done. We've also got some T-shirts, which you can buy. The latest one, the latest hot seller, is this one. Jordy's on tour. I've never seen a Macam in Milan T-shirt with all of our Champions League fixtures on the back. Get yourself to nufcmatters.com. Buy one today. And don't forget the Northeast breaky Show, 7 to 9, Monday to Friday on toonradio.co.uk. You can also get us on Dab Radio, Smart Speakers app and online. Uh, happy birthday at Alan McKenzie I'm not sure if it's today or tomorrow But you're on holiday, I know uh, So have a great time uh, with Moza And enjoy the match today um, I know you're going out to watch it So have a great time and uh, happy birthday And I we'll, we'll hope you have a, a lot more birthdays This is a good question from Mike He says, uh, if we as a club are compared to A 100-floor skyscraper, George What level are we on now?
1: 100-floor skyscraper Where we are we are we're, we're, we're at 90 for me uh, We're not far off the top it, it wouldn't take much to turn me up to the top. So at least 90 in my view.
0: Okay, same question to you, Mitch.
2: Depends if you're following building regulations in the UK or Dubai.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think I would say we'll get to 100 once we put some silverware in the, yeah. In the cabinet. Yeah. yeah, I think that's... And then that's just the grand opening once that happens. Okay. That's the way I would put it.
0: Simple answer to a simple question that there's a couple in for you, Mitch. Yeah. Um, this one from Phil. He says during the week it was announced that Sheikh Jazim Consortium will not up their offer. Am I alone and thinking this is their way of quietly walking away before they found one well,
2: I find it interesting because they now referred to as a consortium and it never was a consortium, it was always just Sheikh Jazim Um and it just shows the whole make it up as you go along. Uh, involvement with it. I was quietly told by somebody who I've got no reason to disbelieve that somebody from the sports ministry finally got involved with Jassim's bid and was horrified that he'd agreed to go to £5 billion, let alone try and increase it, that he didn't see the value in Man United at that and that they weren't interested in going forward at Man United at that. Um, is it there? we of quietly saying, yeah, we're walking away now. Yeah. Everybody in this part of the world likes to walk away feeling that they've won on their terms, even if it's a no win. Um, they certainly won't admit defeat, but they will walk away.
0: Okay, and uh, yeah. yeah, go on, I... go on, George. Yeah, you check yeah.
1: in Yeah, yeah. Because um, what gets me about all of that is that we've had the pleasure of having Neil and Steve and yourself occasionally. Chipping into what's been happening at Manchester United. And all I've done is listen to what they say, gone to the website, and it doesn't take you half an hour to find that it's all smoke and mirrors. So why aren't the professional journalists doing that? And telling well, this is tell the Manchester United fans this is tripe. You're being you're being sold a pup. Because I could find out about it from what the lads have told us. And I just find all of that, that's these things are what's really got me worried about football. All these financial things. Ordinary supporters just getting fed up of being fed. All this sort of dross. And if I was a Manchester United fan, if I had here, I'd be tearing it out with what's happened with this lot. And It, it just beggars belief for me that professional journalists who have all this uh, uh, facilities at their fingertips can't find out who this person is, what he's worth, what he's doing. I could, from what the lads have told me. And I just find that incredible.
0: Mm. OK, uh, good question. I'm, I'm going to have Melly on this week, so uh, we'll get his take on uh, on what he thinks about all of that. Uh, He's sick as a chip uh, reading his social media, that's for certain. Uh, Barry says, uh, Considering the spending improvements taking place in the Saudi league with all the investment, what does the average Newcastle Saudi fan think about financial fair play? Is it a joke to them, Mitch, do you think?
2: It, it, it's not seen as a job, but it, it's a frustration it, it's a frustration in the Arab world if you talk to any owner from this part of the world I'm quite sure if you got them to speak off the record um, they would say quite simply it's my money and I want to spend it how I like because that's what they do here and to be thrust into a situation where somebody totally independent is putting some sort of arbitrary ruling on how you spend your cash is anathema to the way business works in this part of the world. Um, it's my money and I'll spend it how I want. You know, the, you know, you can go on Amazon here and pretty much order anything you want. I'm going to have a Lamborghini and an Eagle's Beak, uh, a host of Vestal Virgins, and 300 jumbo jets, please. And somebody will deliver it on the back of a motorbike tomorrow. And I will spend that money how I want to spend it. And, and so it'll be a frustration for QSI, who own PSG. It'll be a frustration, um, certainly, for, for the owners of Man City, um, which I suspect is why they tried to flex as many ways as possible to get around those rules in the early days, which is why they've got so many cases pending on them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I think... Simply because the attitude here is it's my money and I want to spend all of it. Thanks. So the frustration, I think, is the word I would use.
0: What about you, um, George? What's your take on that? I mean, it's an interesting one about the, the Saudi league and the financial fair yeah. play, etc. But I mean, it must seem a bit crazy to them.
1: Well, it must be it must be balmy to them, as Neil says. They're used to doing business in a particular way, and the particular way is you want that much money for that. I'm going to buy it. and he has my money. End of story. What's to argue about? FFP just interferes with all of that normal business practice, which must be very frustrating because you're talking to people who are not used to, 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 to dealing in, in tens of millions. You're talking about people that are used to dealing in hundreds of millions. Uh, every day of the week, sometimes. So, yeah, it must it must uh, make them very. It must seem very strange to them. Uh, you know, th- th- this is uh, this is a, accepted as a business practice both in Europe and in the UK. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, you know, if deal's absolutely right, if, if 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 you've got the money, they'll spend it and they'll, and they'll buy what they want, but they're not going to have a third party tell them how how to do it, when to do it, how much it's going to cost. Uh, what limits there are and how many times it can do it a year and all that sort of thing, absolutely hopeless uh, to, to their perspective. I mean, I am not, obviously never not as close to it as Neil is, but you know, it, it's clear when when you're out there that uh, things are done quite differently. Well, quite differently the way they where they are here now, but. Very similar to what we used to be 20, 30 years ago. It just it's just odd. And they must think it's odd as well. So
0: I'm gonna wear I'm gonna shut my camera down, lads. I'm gonna stay because the internet I'm on is uh, I'm on my phone at the moment. Can you hear us all right? I I think. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll just knock that off for now. I've got a couple of other points to come in. sent this one in. If we win at Old Trafford and then get Liverpool the next round. I think it may be a boost to us beating the big clubs early. What do you what do you think, lads? It's interesting because Eddie Eddie Howe um we mentioned this on the show last week about um you know potentially um you know stuttering against the big boys and is that a mental block that Newcastle have? How do you overcome that kind of thing? But um Krista's got a point. Krista's uh, got a point. I think that um you know you know we've beaten Manchester City once. Yes, we've lost against them. But if we can go to Manchester United Old Trafford, knock them out the Carabao Cup. Get a win against Liverpool this season. Get a win against Arsenal. That's going to put us in good stead, and and that's going to grow. We're, we're going to grow confidence, Mitch, when we when we end up in, you know, when we end up in cup finals against these teams, because there is that feeling. I guess that that's the one thing we do need to overcome this freezing in the headlights on the big occasion.
2: Yeah, well, I think as witnessed on Wednesday night, we've got that in we, and we've shown that now. And I think any game against a so-called big club now. If we can't look back on what we've just done to psg then we need our heads looking at it if that can't free the shackles if we can't stop believing in ourselves now after that we never will we've just taken one of the top teams in europe and properly demolished it not just beat them properly demolished them and so therefore um, if we can't take positivity out of that going forward against whoever we play in whatever round, home or away, then there's something severely lacking.
0: Mm, yeah, I would agree. We we need to beat these big teams, George, and that's going to come, isn't it? And and that comes with confidence. And um, you know, like like the other night, the, the Champions League is probably going to help because we're going in against bigger bigger teams, better teams.
1: Well, Wednesday night was a was a a pointer for all of the lads on the pitch as well. This is what we're gonna do now. You know, this this is these are the big boys and we've just showed them what to what to do. Uh, and that's got to be the same with other things. The other thing I, I have to say, I'm as an old fashioned FA Cup lover. Um the, the mantra's always been the same. You beat whoever to stick up in front of you, didn't matter whether it's a Liverpool or Manchester United or an Arsenal, you've got to beat them. You know, whether you beat them in one of the rounds or you beat them in the final, uh is matterless you've got to get them out of the way uh in some ways if you can get them out of the way earlier fantastic that makes that makes a, a run to the final even more exciting because the chances are you're going to play somebody who who you would normally beat anyway so no i, I think uh we will get to the stage where well i, I think we're at the stage now where the, you can tell when klopp starts to squeal when he comes near us and and Guardiola says all the lovely things he does about where we're nearly there, we've we've got them worried, and that, that's very important. Don't forget, Manchester Manchester City only failed to score twice last season against one team. Us. Harland only failed to score to, against one team, us. When the cells was sent half as well, by the way. So um, if we're capable over that, we've got to translate it into in, in the right into the games that matter. And I think we will. After Wednesday night, there's no reason why we shouldn't. Uh and the, the additions we've got that are that are um able to uh, change things slightly for uh, like Tonali, like Anthony Gordon, um uh, the, the lad we got from Leicester. Um you know they're they're all going to be a, a vital part of doing all of these things, and I think uh, we've nothing to fear against anybody. But the the bottom line for the FA Cup is, you you beat ever put the put put up in front of you. You know, it, it, and even even if we go along with the, the conspiracy theory about the the balls being in the freezer box in the in the fridge, um, that doesn't matter a jot. You've still got to beat them. You've still got to beat them.
0: Interesting one from John. He says, Mitch, did Wednesday a change your view? We might be significantly better than we thought and it's not like we were average beforehand.
2: Um, all it's done for me is give everybody an opportunity to have a bit more belief. You know, probably myself included. Um, because the thing that people still aren't really talking about is we did that with five injuries. Well, squad's only going to get better, and that's before January transfer window. And so that's that's what I take away from that, is that we've got more strength and depth clearly than we realise that those players who've just kept their mouth shut, got on with it, trained hard, worked hard for the manager... They get their chances, they come in and they take their chances. And and that's it's probably I don't know if I've ever seen a squad with that capability in my time watching Newcastle United. So that's that's what I take from it. It's the it's the 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 ability to, a, a bit more belief to be shared between everybody without coming across as the um, Tired will jolly expectations that people will drop off of you. Um if we're not allowed to believe after that game, then God, football's lost all its soul.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting one, that George, isn't it? Um, you know, uh, John saying that did Wednesday change your view, we might be significantly better than we thought. It's not like we were average beforehand. I, I, I think it's I think it's a it's a valid point. Um but we, you know, we knew we were good last season. I think the big the big doubt this season was how we were going to cope with with the squad rotation, how we were going to cope with the travelling to these European games. Um, I love the fact that the media changed the narrative this week as well, just segueing off into something slightly different, which was prior to the PSG game, it was the group of death. PSG were one of the best teams in the world. We were probably going to get mullered by one man in that team, and that was Kylian Mbappe. Then when we beat them comprehensively 4-1, The media are saying, well, it's not the same PSG, you know. I mean, really, PSG is pretty average in in the grand scheme of things. I mean, they're in a tin pot league. Uh, I mean, I did have me chuckling that this week. It wasn't lost on me, that.
1: Well, me neither, Steve. I think I said the uh, other before the the match, the prediction that uh, PSG do play, in what compared to the Premiership is a tin pot league, and that was on our side. As I was convinced, the last twenty minutes they would be blowing down their year holes. They wouldn't be able to keep up with our our uh, fitness levels and so on. So it it, it hasn't changed me uh, much for me after Wednesday. What it's done, it's confirmed some things. It's confirmed we've got a manager who thinks really deeply about the game we've got a manager and, and coach and staff, they're prepared to try things yes we're all having a laugh and being fairly critical about Pope when his goal kicks, but there was a method in the madness, that's the important thing he was prepared to try those things and uh, he's persuaded players uh, to enjoy the game, you can see it in their faces how how many times on Wednesday night when when the ball went out and the player was near the touchline or the goal line, were they cheering the fans up? I mean, Anthony Gordon wanna won, won, won? Well, give a give a goal kick because he chased the ball to the byline and then he spent the next two minutes waving his hands at the fans to get them cheered up. I mean, they're obviously enjoying every minute, and that's that's new. I I'm tired of seeing Newcastle players, good players, who were frightened to do that because as, as much because of the fans as anything else and the fear was in their faces i i remember being with our neil at a cup tired at, uh, at blackburn and steve harper had to come on because uh the well, first choice was injured and steve harper was in that goal he was nearly in tears you could see it from where we were standing he was so so head he up well that's great but put a smile on your face and enjoy it and that's the difference for me it's confirmed it hasn't changed my view about what what's happening it's confirmed some of the things i hope was happening and uh when it all clicks like that then uh, we get a, a result like the one we got and the one we deserved and they're going to be some teams in the premiership if they face that um we'll find it very difficult um so i'm 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 on the side of uh, not changing my view, but uh, it having confirmed a few things, uh, and I'm pleased that it has.
0: Interesting one, this i J. I'm um, not sure any of us can ask it, uh, answer the question, but do we have any projections of turnover as the big six are on a minimum 450 million? I guess the answer is no, because you know so much going on at the minute, so many deals which were not privy to the. The actual you know the amounts that are contracted that'll only come out in the club account so um you know although we could speculate we couldn't give a definite answer on that and I, I think i'm right in saying that so um you know i think we'll move on from that one michael good question as well what did you reckon Rio, mika and kara I never thought to see the three of them getting behind the team. Um, yeah, Rio Ferdinand's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, because he, you know, he was a big supporter of Mike Ashley. It's not been forgotten by Newcastle fans that as well. And of course, Newcastle fans on social media chucking a little bit of uh, um, friendly stick his way uh, with the situation at Manchester United. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the media are getting involved. They've got to, you know, they've got to get involved. They can't, they can't deny what they're seeing in front of them, can they, Mitch? That Newcastle United is a team on the rise.
2: And let's also remember at the time Rio had a sportswear brand. He was trying to launch through sports direct. Yeah. So he was never going to, you know, say anything against Mike actually. Um, they're all supposedly football people. And what you're saying is like any football person, once you get to St James's park and it starts to get into your skin, you can't help, but want to get involved. Yeah. How many people from outside the region come to Newcastle as players? or they come to university or they come for work and they never leave. Yeah. Become adopted Jodies, often marry a lass from the region and the stay. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you, Tim McLeave. Um And, um, you know, there's, there's hosts of people you could think of like that. Um, but also I think if, if, if people haven't seen the interview off of the US coverage where Carragher talks to Longstaff about sharing, getting Longstaff's uh, number for his son, who was going through similar injury problems to Sean. And these are the things you don't see um, that go on in the background. The fact that he's gone out of his way to reach out to Sean and Sean spent the time like the, professional young man he is, to reciprocate that and reach back out. Um, that says a lot about... carragher has gone up in my estimation on the back of that, about how he's looking after his son. He's not telling him, well, I was at Liverpool and I was a pro, this is how we're going to do it. Um, he's letting them find his own way and trying to use the contacts he has to help them find his own way. But then also the fact he felt he could reach out to Sean and Sean reciprocated in such a way and he's gone out of his way to make that public, to say, hey, I've watched you tonight, score a goal in your home stadium um, against one of the best teams in Europe. And this is what everybody who's in football at their own club should aspire to. You know, and it's a fabulous five, six-minute interchange and worth a watch if you find it on YouTube. I think it's on Peacock on CBS's NBC uh, Roadhouse. It's on Sky um, as well, Neil. Oh, it's on Sky. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I've only seen it off the off, like I say off of coverage on YouTube, but it's worth hunting out. Um and so no, I'm not surprised. And I mean also in their in their pre match coverage that Terry Henry in the studio uh and asked Micka Richards was going on about uh, I wanna be involved with the fan culture and says, Well what is the culture? He says, Drinking. <laughs> uh, and then Terry Henry's hiding behind these notes and has... <laughs> <laughs> Asking for it to be clipped, to be put on TikTok, you know. Uh, and, and Richard is sitting there going, I don't see what I've what I've done wrong. And absolutely, he's done no wrong. He's got it down to a T. And I cannot see any of us being offended by that at all. And it just shows that he is absorbed probably from spending time with Shearer as well. He'll pick bits up off of Alan, no doubt about that. Um, but to see him absolutely in the heart of it, and Carragher too, was really encouraging. Peter Schmeichel as well, who was doing the American coverage, he, you know, um, is a lot more sedate and quite a different individual to them. But again, you could feel he was moved by what had happened in the stadium on Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, it's a Uh, bit of a U-turn, isn't it, uh, George?
1: Absolutely. Um, If anybody told me at the beginning of this season or any season that I would say it's in James's Park, Michael Richards and and, uh, Carragher, Singing behind the desk with the Jory fans, Jory boys, they're having a laugh and joining in. Gusto, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was it was just. Amazing, and before your eyes, and and that's lovely. You know, welcome, lads. You know, you you you've got jolly boys. yes, well, I didn't want to use that, but yes, that's what they were singing. And they were (laughs) really, they were really into it. I mean, they really were into it. It wasn't, it wasn't just a a smiley pretend for the cameras. They were, they were giving it, they were giving it full blast. As was the the lady that was doing the the commentary, which was which was fantastic. And the bit that Neil mentions about Carriga, yeah, I, I agree. Carry went up hundredfold in my in my uh, my estimation. To say that publicly on a on a main television channel what he did the so long wrong stuff, it was really really nice. But better than nice, it was it was fantastic. So um, and it uh, shows um, what our clubs about, what what our um, uh, fans are about, what what the whole Newcastle United vibe is at the moment, that everybody's on song. And uh, once people get involved in it, they can't get away from it. Neil's absolutely right. I mean, for 20 odd years, I was an admissions tutor in a significant department in the university. At the end of each year, if I could get 60 jobs in Newcastle, none of them would have gone home. Don't care where they come from, none of them would have gone home. They would all stayed in Newcastle. And the net result is I have friends all over the world. Particularly in Greece, who who welcomed me with open arms. Even now, even though I've been retired as long as I have, uh, and my 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 uh, social media is littered with people from that part of the world and other parts of the world saying, "How are you?" You know, we've heard you weren't well. You know, it it's so touching. You know, I've had problem with my eyes. I got I got a an email from a lad in greece i'm not going to mention his name because it's not right who said um heard you got a problem with the eyes do you remember what my dad does and i said no i don't remember what your dad does he's the chief ophthalmic surgeon in in athens hospital wow and we will fly you to athens My dad will do your eye and we'll fly you back and it'll cost you nothing
0: incredible uh, never, and it, never ceases to amaze me. No, it's
1: it just unbelievable, and and he's he's just one example, and so many others. As I say, if I could have got sixty jobs every year, none of them would have gone home; they'd all stayed in Newcastle. So, and once somebody gets that vibe. They're not going anywhere. Um and and then that, that uh, thing with Carriger and Micah Richards just uh, showed it. Micah Richards is, is well and truly indoctrinated by Shera mind you can see that. Yeah, definitely. But but, uh, but so what? You know, so what? We'll love it. We'll love it.
0: Well, uh, just a well, welcome. I can see a few new names in the chat. Always uh, great to see new names. Good good to have uh, Tom Maguire in, uh, just saying that Michael did dodge out of the way when uh, the, the decision I did. Done done done. did. Uh, and, and Danang, uh, Triagono, thank you for your message. PSG still in the transition with the new gaffer and new player. Dortmund being a feeder club, sold Harland, Bellingham, and God knows who else on the list. I think we have a good chance to go through. Uh, I would definitely agree with you on that. But good to see new yeah, people involved in yeah. there. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Okay, I've got to finish. Slightly earlier than usual. Uh, I'll be back at six o'clock tomorrow. We're just going to remind you that Newcastle play West Ham today. There's no TV coverage of this in the UK. It's a two o'clock Sunday slot because West Ham were playing in Europe on Thursday night, of course. We are aware of some problems with receiving both paper and digital tickets, West Ham say, for the away sections. For anyone affected, a note posted outside the St James's Park box office on Saturday advised the following. Any West Ham queries, please call 0191 201 8458. Uh, between 11 and 2 on Sunday. Uh, That's today, of course. And uh, West Ham um, also uh, put out something via NUST. West Ham will deal with away ticket queries from the window 20 at the London Stadium box office on Sunday. Bring photo ID and a supporter number. A copy of the sale confirmation email from Newcastle will help. As far as team news is concerned, Anthony Gordon is serving a one-match suspension. And uh, obviously, we know Joe Willock, Harvey Barnes, and Sven Bottman are all unavailable. But Callum Wilson and Joe Linton should feature for Newcastle at some point today, which is great news. And as for West Ham, my, uh, Mikael Antonio and Aaron Cresswell are both doubtful. Peter Banks is the referee, and Andy Madeley's on VAR. And just uh, because you usually do the uh, the, the the dice, uh, Mitch, give us your prediction.
2: Our table
1: by the odd goal in three, 2 1 us.
0: Okay, I'm going two one as well. And just a reminder, what your prediction was on Friday night. I've, so, I've
1: been two 0 all week, uh, Steve. Two 0
0: Two 0 That's great. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Thanks to all the mods. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, as always, played a great part. And uh, we will be back tomorrow night, six o'clock, with the fans forum. Until then, take care. How are you?
1: Good to see, see you. Everyone. Everyone. See you. Bye.